0: Love Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good evening, and thank you for listening in for Watchmen on the Wall, Watchman on the Wall, End Time, Global Link Ministry, coming in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the one that was, the one that is, and the one to come. The everlasting, the Almighty, the Prince of Peace, the Rose of Sharon, the Lily of the Valley is back on his way. Two thousand years is being gone. I got some good news and I got some some bad news. The good news is that Jesus Christ. Let me get that right now. Jesus Christ is on his way back to Earth. He's coming back. To judge the world, and in order to judge the world, we are in the time where judgment starts at the household of God Almighty, and we're here to let you know, keep looking up. Jesus Christ is the only way out to escape the wrath of the Almighty. Before we get into the Word, we're going to have a word of prayer because this is the last day of 2023 about 5 hours from now it will be 2024 and that will bring us into a new year starting in January the 1st will be the beginning of a new year 2024 a year of years a years of all years 2023 was, was, was ter- terrific in some way because I know one thing about it. A lot of people got saved this past year because a lot of people are opening up their eyes and they see what's getting ready to go down. And 2024, more eyes are going to be opened up. But I'm here to tell you this is E.G. bizarre. Telling you, watchman on the wall. I've been standing tall. I've been proclaiming this word of God for 58 years, and I'm still, woo! I'm still on the battlefield to let the people know: get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready to meet your Maker, get ready to meet the Savior, get ready to meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But as we get into the lesson this afternoon, we're gonna let you know exactly, exactly, exactly exactly what's going on and what's getting ready to go on as we bow our heads let's bow our heads at this time father in the name of jesus we come to you lord thanking you for this opportunity that you give us and give me to come on the air and preach this unadulterated word of god that it may go out into the world that men women boys and girls may see that you so love the world, that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. Lord, use my lips of clay, anoint me with your Holy Ghost, that somebody may come in tonight, somebody may come in this evening, somebody may may come uh, 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 in this new year coming, that souls may be harvested in and brought in by your word, not by me, but by your word that you have put in my heart, put in my mind, put in my soul, put in my feet, put in my eyes, that Jesus Christ is the only way that we can escape the wrath of God and escape the things that getting ready to hit this earth. It's already hitting and it's gonna hit harder in 2024. We bring you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We bring all souls before you. We bring the liar, the backbiter, the hypocrite, the homosexual. We bring them before you right now, Lord. Let them know you love them so much that you gave your only begotten Son that they won't have to perish in eternal fire in hell. We ask you right now, touch. In Jesus' name, amen. This is E.G. Bazaar. This is George E. Bazaar. This is the old preacher watching man on the wall, standing tall, looking to the future, and the future is found in the Word of God. Everything that you see going on now in the present time is in the Word of God. It's already written. It's going to be fulfilled down to the i I'm praying that 2024 will be an eye-opener for a lot of people who have denied and rejected the Word of God. A lot of backsliders need to come back. A lot of hypocrisy hypocrites need to get right, and a lot of sinners need to get right with God, and a lot of Christians need to get right with God and let them know that their heart must be right in order to be what? In order to be caught up in the rapture, because the rapture is just round the bend, just round the bend, around the corner, when the Lord shall sound the trumpet. And the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise. And we that remain alive shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And then after the rapture of the church, the seven-year tribulation will kick in. It will kick in. And when it kick in, the Antichrist will come, and he will rule the world for seven years. This is Bible. This is not Brother Bazaar making this up. I'm going to go to the book. I'm going to go to the book of 1 John, 1 John, 1 John in the New Testament. In the New Testament, this is the word tonight. We are living in the last days. These are the last days. This is the last day of 2023. And I had to come on. Uh, 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 I, I, I felt like 75 to 80% I had to come on tonight because this night you will never see it again. It is gone. It is gone and in back into 2023. And we're getting ready to enter into 2024. But we're going to talk about evil spirits tonight. Evil spirits that's lurking all over the earth. There are demons and devils and entities, and there are nephilims, and there are all kinds of secret societies and Luciferians and Baphomets, lurking spirits all over the world, got people confused, got people walking in unbelief, got people believing that nothing's going to happen. We are living in the last days. Prepare your soul. Your soul is the most important thing you've got. Don't die without Jesus Christ in your life. And go to hell please don't do that don't do that you may not be going to church but see going to church don't save it it's the blood of Christ that he suffered on Calvary's cross bowed his head dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder went down into the grave and preached to those in prison and came up on the third day morning and he's been preached about for the last 2,000 years and the 2,000 years are up and now we want you let you know if you are not saved tonight you need to come to Jesus Christ. You need to come to Jesus Christ. You need to come to Jesus Christ. Repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of 1 John, the fourth chapter, the fourth chapter, we say, is, it reads like this. Beloved. Beloved. Listen to that. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world, beloved, believe not every, every spirit. Behind every doctrine, there is a spirit. If, if, if it's true doctrine, the Holy Spirit. If a false doctrine, it's an evil spirit. True spirits, the true spirit is only one. But false spirits, there are many false spirits in the world today. There's all kinds of false spirits, but there's only one Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, which is God in the Spirit through Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ by be, him being God Almighty in the flesh and the Father of himself, oh my God, Jesus Christ is the Father of himself because there's no other God. Jesus Christ said, I am the father of one. I'm in the father and the father of me. So there's all kinds of false spirits, lying spirits. There's lustful spirits. There's killing spirits. There's murdering spirits. There's a uh, 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 spirit that's confusing and damnable to your soul. It says, hereby ye, hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. If every spirit, every spirit that comes from God is only one, and that's the Holy Ghost. And here it says, in the second verse it says, Hereby ye know the spirit of God with a capital S, the spirit of God, as Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, which means as believers, we are to know that the spirit of sanction, the incarnation of Christ, speaks of the cross of Christ, the very reason for which he came. Jesus came, this means the Spirit of God will place his sanction on the cross. The cross and the cross alone, anything else is not of God. The cross alone, the suffering of Jesus Christ, the incarnation of Jesus Christ, the incarnation of God in the flesh, he didn't become Christ, he was Christ. He was born in the manger, wrapped in swaddled clothes, and when he was born in the manger, he came from the womb of Mary. God himself incarnated himself, by the Holy Spirit, into Mary's womb and stayed there for what? He stayed there for nine months. And then when the nine months are up, Jesus Christ was born. Why was he born? He was born to do one thing. When Christ came, he came for one reason. He come for one reason. That is to die, to die for the sins of the world. To suffer for the sins of the world. To be crucified for the sins of the world. To be nailed to the cross for the sins of the world. To hang up there for six long hours for the sins of the world. To die and drop his head between the locks of his shoulders for the sins of the world. Taken off the cross and put in the grave for the sins of the world. And raised from the dead. And three days later for the sins of the world and ascended up into heaven 40 days after he was resurrected for the sins of the world. And he's coming back to judge the world for the sins that men have committed if he haven't been forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ for what Christ did on Calvary's cross. Because when he died, he died for your sins. He died for your lying. He died for your unbelief. He died for your cussing. He died for your backbiting. He died for your harmongering. He died for your adultery. He died for your gambling. He died for your homosexuals. He died for the lesbians. He died for the incest. He died, yes, he died. He died and he was crucified and he was persecuted and he nailed it to the cross for you that you can have eternal life if you do what? Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. If you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead and you repent of your sin and sin is what God hates. Oh, my God. God hates sin so bad. Ooh, he can't stand sin. He can't stand sin. He resents sin. He rebukes sin. He will not compromise with sin. Instead of him just destroying the whole world and get, just get rid of sin out of his presence and let the whole world go to hell. God knew that he had to do something about it before the foundations of the world was even, start, even came into existence. He knew what he had to do, and he knew that man was going to fall, and he knew that there's only one way that he could get rid of sin as far as the individual accepted him. One way he can get rid of it is to destroy the whole world and the people on the planet. The second way he can get rid of it is that he would have to come down here and die for sins, die for the sins of the world. And every sin would be put on him. Every sin. He 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 took the responsibility becoming a sin offering, a sin offering. He took your place on the cross because it was impossible for you to die for you for yourself. It was impossible for any man to die for you. It was impossible for angels to die for you. It was impossible for cherubim to die for you. It was impossible, 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 impossible for any creature far and near, wide and broad, to die for the sins of men, other than Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ was God Almighty, and God Almighty was manifested in the flesh, seed of angels, and suffered by Pontius Pilate, put in the grave, put in the grave, stayed in the heart of the earth for three days, and preached to the prisons in hell, stayed there in hell for three days and got up on the third day morning and when he got up, he had paid the price of sin. Now man, good God almighty, good God almighty, man can come to Jesus Christ today and be saved. You can come to Christ tonight and be saved because the world is getting ready for the final showdown. The world is getting ready for the final showdown. Christ is soon to come back to this earth. And when he comes back this time, he's not coming back to save. He's coming back to what? Judge. And if you don't want to be judged under the wrath of God, you've got to receive Christ in your life. You've got to repent of your sins and be have a godly sorrow and tell God, tell Jesus Christ, I am sorry for my sin, I am sorry for where I am I'm the sorry for the way I think I'm the sorry for what I have done, Lord Jesus Christ, I plead to you, I repent unto you, I only come before the foot of the cross and bow my my, my my knees before the cross and, and, and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died for me, and I want him to come into my life right now. And I resent sin, I rebuke sin, and I hate sin, and I hate what I have done, and I hate what I have thought, and I hate all the sins that I have done in your presence Forgive me and come on into my life. And the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The Bible said, thou shalt be saved. Saved from sin. In other words, Christ comes into your life. And when Christ comes to your life, there's a change in your life. And in the third verse of 1 John, the fourth chapter, it says, And every spirit that confesses not, every the spirit that confesses not, that's your spirit, that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. If you have never confessed Jesus Christ in your life, and when Christ comes in, when Christ comes in, you will confess. If Christ has not come in your life, you will not confess that Jesus Christ is. Is not coming to flesh. Then you are not of God. You are not saved. The only way you can be saved is by faith. Faith come by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. How can you hear without a preacher? How can a preacher unless God sends it? And when God sends a preacher to preach, He wants him to preach the cross. Don't preach finances blessings. Don't, don't preach pride. Don't preach nothing but save Jesus and him crucified because that's the only way man can come to God. You cannot come to God by just going to church. You cannot come to God just by uh, giving your tithe and offer. You can't come to God just by being good or being bad. You just not come to God that way. You got to come to God by faith in Jesus Christ that he died for your sins and you're willing enough to repent of your sins and come to him. The Bible said, every spirit that confessed is not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. Christ, Christ came in the flesh to go to the cross. This refutes the error of Gnosticism, which claimed the flesh of Christ was evil as much as all matter they claim is evil. That's Gnosticism. That's a false spirit. Also, anyone who denies Or even mineralize the cross in any way is not of God. If you reject the cross, if you reject the blood of Christ, if you reject His whippings, and if you reject His suffering, and you reject His miracle, you reject Him in any way concerning the cross, and said that He is not the Son of God, and said that He it was impossible for Him to be sinless. You are not of God because the Bible says whoever confessed the Lord Jesus Christ that he came in the flesh and repented of his sins and asked Christ to come into his life and his life is changed by the Holy Spirit through faith in Jesus Christ, guess what? The Bible says you can be saved right there on the spot. And the Bible says you know that you have passed from death to life because you love the brother. Because when the lover of the spirit of God comes in you, your life is changed. Instead of hating and bigotry and lying and cheating, you change. You change from the better to the better to the best. And the best is that Jesus Christ come into your life so you can live through him. Because if you're not living through him, guess what? You will die. You will die without Christ. And when you die, you will go to hell. That's why Jesus Christ came. The main reason Jesus Christ came is to save you from hell. Hell is a place prepared for the devil and his angels. It wasn't prepared for humanity, but humanity refutes and denies that this Christ that I'm talking about this evening is the Christ that died on Calvary's cross, and when he died, he died, sister. He died, brother. He died, liar. He died, who among He died until hell had convulsion, and this is what it says. And this is that spirit of the what? Antichrist. The spirit that denies the cross is the is the spirit of the Antichrist. I'll say that again. The spirit that denies, reject, refute, ignore. The spirit that denies the cross is the spirit of the Antichrist. Any person on the planet that denied that Jesus Christ did not die on the cross or the cross wasn't sufficient sacrifice. They are Antichrist. They belong to the devil. The devil will never, he will never admit that Jesus Christ died on the cross until the final judgment. Then he will confess with his mouth and he will bow on his knees and he will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, but right now he don't want to confess it because if you confess the Lord Jesus died for you and God came in the flesh and suffered on Calvary's cross and believed with your heart and confessed with your mouth, the Bible said thou shalt be saved, and that's what that's what the devil don't want you to do. He don't want you to be saved. He don't want you to die Ooh, and go to heaven with Christ Because if you won't go to heaven You've got to have Christ in your life No Christ in your life You will die and you will end up Into the pits of hell with Lucifer Because all all Listen All unregenerate persons All people Who reject Christ Will go to hell I'll say that again All people who reject Jesus Christ Whether you're white, yellow green, black, er, uh, uh, ugly, pretty, rich, poor, blind, if you never confess Christ is Lord in your life and confess that he actually suffered for you, suffered for you, suffered for you, that you can have eternal life, you will die and go to hell, and you will burn for your own sins, because you never got your sins forgiven. You got never got your sins washed away. You never got your sins woo, destroyed in your soul, in your spirit, and so now you got to carry the burden of being lost forever, separated from God, because if you have never been saved, you can never live with Jesus Christ. You will never live with Jesus Christ. You will never be able to... Who see him and walk with him in heaven? You will never until you come to Christ and repent of your sins. I don't care what you done been. I don't care what you are. I don't care what you done done. Jesus Christ loves you. He loves you so much. I don't care if you're on drugs. Or you're homosexual. Christ can save you. If you are a a, a pimp, he can save you. If you are a hypocrite, he can save you. If you just admit that you just are playing around with God, he can save the sinner. He, He restored the backslider because Jesus Christ is all that I have in my life. I have him in my life. I walk with him. I talk with him. I pray to him. I love him. I lean on him. I trust him. I hope in him. I'm the one. I'm the one that I know, that I know, that I know, that I know. I've been born again, and I love everybody. I don't hate nobody. The thing that I hate, I hate the devil. I hate sin, and I hate I hate wrong doing. I don't hate the person that be doing wrong, but I love him, but I hate what he's doing. And I want him to know that Jesus loves you, but he hates what you do. And if you die in your sins, you're going to be lost forever. And this spirit of the Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. The doctrine of a cross is essential to the Christian system. He who, he who does not hold, it cannot be regarded as a Christian or recognized as a Christian. In other words, if you deny Jesus Christ and you have never invited him into your life, you don't belong to God. You belong to the devil. The devil is your father. You're doing what the devil tells you to do. And by you doing what the devil is telling you to do, guess what? You are in the hands of Satan. And so when Satan got you, then the only way that you can be made free, the only way you can be set free is the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus Christ coming into your life by the Spirit of God. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Without Christ, let his blood flow through your veins by the Holy Spirit, because whoever is sealed with the Holy Spirit is sealed forever. If you reject Christ and his blood and his cross and his crucifixion and his resurrection, and you die lost, you will spend eternity, as I said, in hell. But Christ don't want you to go there. Christ wants you to come to him. Whosoever will, let him come. For He said, He said, if you come to me, I'll set you free. I'll make you free. I'll give you eternal life and you shall be abundantly, you shall be abundantly blessed forever. You will be able to be caught up in the rapture when the rapture comes and the rapture is coming the rapture is coming the rapture is coming it is coming so fast and in two 2024 your eyes may be open to see that the world the world is in a mess it's in a terrible mess it's in a mess that People don't want any live anymore. People are having so many problems and situations. And let me tell you something. If you want your problems to be solved, accept Christ today. Accept him tonight. Accept him this evening. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait around because let me tell you something. I don't care what kind of preacher you don't heard, and I don't care if somebody don't told you this. You need to read your Bible. You need to fall on your knees, and you need to get in you know, a good Holy Ghost-filled, baptized church where the love of God is reigning, where the love of God is in the midst of there, and people love God. And if you love God, you're going to love your fellow man, and you're going to love the sinner, but you don't love what the sinner does. You want the sinner to turn from from his sins and accept Jesus Christ. My God, listen here. Wherefore, you have heard that it should come, and even now, already in the world. The doctrine of the cross is essential to walk in the Christian faith. And to be a Christian is to be Christ-like. To be a Christian is to have your life given over to Christ through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Ghost is a powerful, it's a power of God into salvation. Not by power, not by might, but by my Spirit says the Lord of of hosts. And the Spirit of God is more powerful than a locomotive. It can change your life. It can make you have a future. And the future holds in Jesus Christ. Why don't you lean on it? Why don't you hope in it? Why don't you trust in it? Why? Because that's the only thing you going to have to take you through this old sinful world. Fourth verse says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. If Christ comes in you, you're greater than the one that's in you. You're an overcomer. Because he that's in you is greater than anything in the world. He's greater than Satan. He's greater than anything in the world. When Christ comes to you, you got power to live above sin and live for Christ. You got power to be caught up, to be in the rapture when Jesus Christ comes back to this earth. And the trumpets are getting ready right now. The trumpets are getting ready right now. And the trumpets are going to blow one evening, one morning, one night, one year, ooh, one month. I don't know when, but i tell you one thing. It's closer than you think it is. And as I get into Bible prophecy, we're going to find out how close he is of the rapture of the church, because the church age is almost over. The church age is almost over, because people are not going to church anymore. The, 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 the Bible says there's going to be a great falling away. There's going to be a falling away that people don't even want to hear nothing about Jesus. People want to hear nothing about Jesus. They want to hear all about what's going on in the world and have a good time and party. And let me tell you, the Bible says that Jesus said to the disciples, he already told them 2,000 years ago, up on this rock I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And for 2,000 years, God been building his church. And he's building it out of his blood. He's building it out of his suffering. He's building it out of his resurrection. He's building it out of his shed blood on Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago. And guess what? Nothing, 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 nothing shall prevail against the church. Because when you're born again, you're born forever. The Satan cannot come and take your salvation. He can't push your salvation. He can't take it. Because God said, if... I'll put you in my hand and no man can pluck you out of his hand. So when you're born again, you belong to God and Satan don't like it. So Satan's going to come against you. Listen to what it says. Because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, it's of the world. If you are of the world, you ain't going to talk about nothing but the world. That's all you're going to talk about. You ain't going to talk about salvation. You ain't going to talk about regeneration. You ain't going to talk about sanctification. You ain't going to talk about nothing because you're of the world. You're born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Your mother conceived you. When you was born, you was born wrong. You were born separated from God. And by you being born separated from God, you're born in the world. And while you're born in the world, you're going to talk to things that's of the world. So if you're talking about the things of the world, you Of the world And there's no power in worldly things The only power that you can have To overcome worldly power Is the blood of Jesus Christ That reigns in your life That can change your life They are of the world Therefore they speak of the world And the world heareth them But we Are of God He, He who knows God heareth us He who it's not a God. Here it's not. I'm a Christian. And if you are in the world and don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and I've taught Christ to you, and you don't want to hear it, and you reject it, then you're of the world. But if you have a desire to be saved and have a desire to come to Christ and you accept Jesus Christ, then you can overcome the world. You can't overcome homosexuals without Christ. You can't overcome drunkards and drunkards without Christ. You can't overcome whoremongering and adultery and lying and cheating and back. You can't overcome that without Christ being in your life. But when Christ comes into your life, he changes your life. And through the Christian growth, you grow out of that. You grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And you become a powerful Christian. You become a mature Christian that you can overcome by time and effort and suffering for the cause of Christ. Then you become a powerful Christian. You could become a child of God overnight. You could be born in a split second, but it takes a lifetime to become a prosperous Christian and a mature Christian through suffering and giving your life to Christ Ooh, it's not going to be an easy road, but let me tell you, at the end of your life, if you die with Jesus Christ in your soul, ooh, I know you will, because the Lord said, I'll keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. He said, look here, he said, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. Lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. In other words, Jesus Christ said to a born-again believer, to a person that receives him. He said, I ain't going to never leave you. You can't leave me, and I ain't going to let you leave me, because I got you in the hollow of my hand, and no man can pluck you from my hand. You've been sealed with the Spirit. You're my child forever. Woo! And the world, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Don't go with it. Don't go to hell in a handbasket. with all what the devil has to offer you, and he's got a lot of stuff to offer you, but all of it is damnation to your soul. The only thing that can save your soul is the blood of Christ. The only way it can change your life is the blood of Christ. The Bible says we are God. He who knows God, here is us. And he who knows not God, is not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth is the Holy Ghost and the spirit of error. The spirit of error is Satan. Satan is the spirit of error. And he's got millions of false spirits because he's the prince power of the air. He rules in high places. He's in first first and second heaven right now. And he's hovering above your head, and he's going across the world right now, destroying and killing and murdering and and raping and all all kinds of wickedness that's going on in the world today. Why? Because the wickedness shall increase as we go into 2024. 2024 is going to be an uh, eye-opener for a lot of people, a lot of church folks. Eyes are going to be open to see what's getting ready to happen. He said the spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit. Who leads us into all truth refers to Jesus Christ and him crucified. The spirit of error refers to any doctrine that degrades or ignores the cross which is fostered by Satan who employs seducing spirits. Seducing spirit is what? Seducing spirit is found in the book Of 1 Timothy. In 1 Timothy we see. Seducing spirits. Let's see what it says. In the book of. Timothy. Timothy says. These words. Fourth chapter. Fourth chapter says. Four and one. Let's see four and one. It says now the spirit. God's spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, speaking hypocrisy, having their conscience in with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanded to abstain from meats. God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, nothing to be refused. If it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. So there are seducing spirits in the world today. And by being in seducing spirits in the world today, we will find that the world is in a state of confusion. There are things are getting ready to happen on this planet. Starting right now. The world is getting ready for the ultimate rapture. The ultimate rapture of the church. Those that's in the church. And those that know the word of God and knows what God has called them to do is getting ready for the rapture of the church. Some are not getting ready. Some are going to be cut off guard. But before the rapture of the church, I'm going to go over some things that's going to happen during the time after the rapture of the church. After the rapture of the church, the Antichrist will come. Got that? The Antichrist will come. This Antichrist will what? Sign a peace treaty, which now is in the making. And when he signed the peace treaty, But the Palestinians and the Jews are going to sign a peace treaty. It will kick off the beginning of the seven-year tribulation. The seven-year tribulation will last for seven years. The Antichrist will rule the whole seven years, but the first three and one-half years that it starts off, he will bring in a peace pact. This peace pact is a deception to fool the world to believe Give the world to believe that he is Jesus Christ. This Antichrist is not Jesus Christ. This Antichrist is the Antichrist, but he will disguise himself as being Christ to get the people to believe and worship him. That will begin the seven-year tribulation after the peace treaty is signed. And then God is going to take 144,000 Jews after the rapture of the church. Listen, after the rapture of the church, God is going to send 144,000 Jews to preach the gospel in Jerusalem. Jerusalem will hear the gospel, and the whole world will hear the gospel from Jerusalem for the hundred from the 144,000, just like they had it on the day of Pentecost two thousand years ago. The gospel was sent. On the day of Pentecost to 120 Jews in the upper room to preach the gospel for what? Preach, uh, for 2,000 years, and the gospel has been preached for 2,000 years, and now the church age is coming to a close, and after the church is raptured up, then God is going to send 144,000 Jews to preach the gospel of the kingdom, and these Jews will preach three and one-half years. Three and one-half years, the Jews, the Jewish nation, going to preach for three and one-half years. And the big question is, why is there so much war in Jerusalem? And how long this war is going to last? The reason why there's war in Jerusalem, because Satan wants to get rid of the Jews. He wants to get rid of Jerusalem. He wants to take control of Jerusalem and take the center capital of the world to rule the world. He wants the Jews wiped off the face of the earth. And Satan only has one way to try to do that. He's trying to do it through the Palestinians. He's trying to do it through the heathen nations. And the nations of the world today wants the Jews out of the land which they will never be removed anymore. That land belonged to the Jews. The Jews own that land because God said, Abraham, I'm going to give you a land, and that land will be an eternal home for you. You will live there forever. You are going to abode there. And since the Jews are back in the land, Satan said, I got to get rid of the Jews, and I got to start a war. And guess what? The war is already started. October the 7th started the beginning of World War III. Before we get to World War III, the Jews are being killed in Jerusalem, about 1700 Jews are being killed in Jerusalem, slaughtered babies on the street, cut their heads off, raped their women, and Hamas, Hamas, Lucifer sent Hamas. Hamas belongs to the devil, not the people, the, 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 the citizen. but Hamas is a devil-inspired false leader that don't care nothing about his people or anybody else. And he's determined to do what? To get rid of the Jews and take control of Jerusalem. But it's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. But by that happening, he is getting people killed of his own foolishness. Hamas will be eliminated By the Jewish nation But that ain't all There's going to be more war After Hamas is done Hezbollah is coming down The nations of the world Is trying to come down on Jerusalem To get rid of the Jewish people And that Jewish people is Israel Israel is in the land forever They're not going to be put out no more Because number one The Lord told Ezekiel Before I come back I'm going to open up the valley of the dry bones, and I'm going to reestablish Israel, and I'm going to put them back in the land in the last days. And in 1948, Israel became a nation. They've been a nation for 75 years. They've been in that land. They restored that land. They restored the wailing wall. They restored the temple site. They're getting ready to build the temple. Why? Because Jesus Christ said, I cannot come back on this earth until the Jews are in the land because I'm going to deal with them for the last seven years and the seven years are on the prowl right now because number one, the Temple Mount is being been fought over right now, and guess what? The Jews are getting ready. The Jews are getting ready to rebuild the temple, and the Antichrist is alive today, Get ready to what? Sign a peace treaty, but not yet. It only will be signed until after the rapture. The rapture has to occur first before the Antichrist can sign the peace treaty with the Palestinians and the nations of the world these Jews are going to come from the 12 tribe of Israel the 12 tribe of Israel is found in the book of revelation in the book of revelation these 12 tribes are going to do what? They are going to proclaim of the kingdom. Why? Because the church will not be here. The church age will be over at the rapture. That's when Jesus Christ descends from heaven with a shout, with the voices of archangels, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and we that remain alive shall be caught to meet the Lord in the air. Then God said, I got 144,000 that's going to be preaching the gospel of the kingdom before I come back to the earth. That's why the devil wants to eliminate Jerusalem because the gospel of the kingdom has to be preached by the Jews. And if he can destroy Jerusalem and take captivity of Jerusalem, that means 144,000 cannot come. But God said that's a lie. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Satan is not going to stop the Almighty. I'm talking about the Almighty God. I'm talking about the God of gods and the Lord of lords. He is going to reveal to us in the book of Revelation at the seventh chapter. The seventh chapter says, and I, John, after these things, the seventh chapter I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds, the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow upon the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel ascending out of the east, having the seal, woo, having the seal of the living God. This is the first part of the tribulations, three and one half years. And he carried me. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the tree, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their forehead, the hundred and forty-four thousand will be in Jerusalem after the rapture of the church. They're in Jerusalem now, but nobody knows where they are. And when the rapture of the church occur, they tell me the hundred and forty-four thousand will be revealed to the world because God is going to send an angel from the east and seal them with the Holy Spirit and tell them to preach the gospel. The gospel of what? The gospel of the kingdom. Because the gospel of the kingdom is different from the gospel of grace. The gospel of grace is salvation to the to the Gentiles, salvation to the Jews. But the gospel of the kingdom is Jesus Christ is coming back to set up the millennial kingdom. Get ready, get ready, get ready. That's the gospel of the kingdom. And the Bible tells me, the Jews are the only ones that can preach the gospel of the kingdom because they're looking for a kingdom. Ooh, they're looking for a kingdom. And this kingdom is a kingdom of God. This kingdom is our Father, which are in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. This kingdom is on the uh, shoulder of the Almighty. Why? Because this kingdom is the one that the Jews are going to be preaching. And when they preach, you talking about power, power power, the that the Lord Jesus Christ, the one that the Jewish nation rejected, is coming back to set up this millennial kingdom. And then somebody told me, he says in the verse, and I heard the number of them which was sealed, were sealed, and there were sealed 144,000 uh, of all the tribe of Israel. And this 144,000 is not Jehovah's Witness, is not the gospel. Bas- Baptist, it's not the Presbyterian, it's not nobody, but God's chosen people that was chosen through Abraham, came on down through 42 generations, stopped in the Roman government, and was born of a Virgin Mary, and he stayed on earth for 33 and one half years. He died on Calvary's cross for your sins and my sins, and he stayed in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights, and on the third day morning, he got up out the grave with all power in heaven and earth in his hand and he went back on to heaven and told the disciples to go back down to jerusalem and preach them the gospel because i'm going to send you some power from on high and that power was the holy ghost and so the church got busy 120 jews in the upper room 120 jews in the upper room and there was a sign from heaven There's a mighty gushing wind, and they filled the whole house, and they all was filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to preach, say, Jesus and him crucified, died, and rose again. They preached it. They preached it until on that one day 3,000 souls came in. And ever since then, souls have been coming in. But because the Jews rejected Jesus Christ, they were cut off. They were cut off from the olive tree. And the Gentiles was grafted in. When the Gentiles were grafted in, they didn't take over the church, but most of the church today is consisted of Gentiles. Gentiles from all over the world, heathen nations, sinners, barbarians, people who did not know God was grafted in. And when they were grafted in, then they began to preach the gospel, save Jesus and him crucified. And the Jews were cut off, and they've been cut off ever since 30, 33 A.D. When Jesus Christ went to the cross and they laid him in the grave, the Jews were cut off from the olive tree. And the Gentiles was grafted in. The Gentiles have been grafted in up to now. But the times of the Gentiles will be over at the end of the tribulation period because the Gentiles are going to ramsack Jerusalem. And then after they try to ramsack Jerusalem and get rid of the Jewish nation, Jesus Christ will split the sky. But Jesus Christ will not come back to seven years after the rapture had occurred. He won't come back to earth at the rapture, he will come back and take the church out of the earth and bring them to the judgment seat of Christ. When he brings them to the judgment seat of Christ, the Antichrist on earth will come on the scene, and 144,000 will come on the scene, and 144,000 will preach the gospel of the kingdom, and they tell me they're going to preach with power. And somebody said, well, who are these, and what are the name of the tribes? And I looked in the book of Revelation at the fifth verse, at the seventh chapter, and they tell me the fifth says of the tribe of Judah was sealed, 12,000, the tribe of Reuben, 12,000, the tribe of Gad, 12,000, the tribe of Asher, 12,000, the tribe of Nephilim, 12,000, the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000, the tribe of Simeon twelve thousand, the tribe of Levi, twelve thousand, the tribe of Issachar, the tribe of Zebulun, twelve thousand, the tribe of Joseph, twelve thousand, the tribe of Ephraim, twelve thousand, the tribe of Benjamin, twelve thousand, the tribe of Dan is omitted. And no no reason is given. But one tribe that was Supposed to be in there with Benjamin, and they won't be in there. And they tell me the tribe is gonna bring forth twelve thousand from each tribe. It will be on earth. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached on earth. It will be televised. It will be interneted. It will be on TikTok. It will be on Twitters. It will be on NBC. It will be on ABC. It will be around the world. It will be every corner and cranny that the gospel will be preached, and the Jews will be preaching. Yes, they will, and they're going to preach that Jesus, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, is coming back to set up up the millennial kingdom. And somebody say, how long? Are oh, they going to be preaching? They're going to be preaching for three and one half years. Three and one half years. It's going to be January, February, March, and April. It's going to be May, June, July. It's going to be August, September, October, November, and December. It's going to be that for three and one half years. Three, three, three January's. And a half, in other words, it will go into a half a year. It will be January, February, March, April, May, June will conclude the three and one half years. And when they preach, mm, the world is going to listen. The world is going to hear it. The world is going to be shaken up. And they tell me they're going to hear something that they never heard before. They're going to hear Jews. Good God Almighty. Jews will be in the land of Jerusalem. And they tell me they're going to be preaching until they tell me men, women, boys, and girls are going to be saved. After the rapture of the church. After the rapture of the church, there will be nations of the world. They will receive Christ. There will be 70 nations on the planet right now. 70 nations. 70 nations will hear the gospel of the kingdom by the Jews. God's chosen people. God's unique people. God's apple of his eye. God's love, beloved ones. God's ones that he chose to Abraham the priest of gospel so powerful that it will fill the earth with what's getting ready to happen and this is after the rapture of the church the rapture of the church has to happen before the 144,000 preach of gospel for three and one half years and the three and one half years The gospel will be heard from Jerusalem because Jerusalem is the gospel center of the world. The gospel come out of there. Bethlehem of Judea, the root of all of David, bright and morning star. Jesus Christ established the gospel in the Middle East, established it in Israel. And when he came, he died. He got up from the grave again. The only man ever in history all out to eternity. The only man, God man, got up out the grave on his own power. He resurrected himself. Jesus Christ. Said, I got power to lay it down and I got power to pick it up again. I received, I received it of my Father. So now the Jews are preaching the gospel like never before. In the tribulation period, they're going to be dynamite. I could say there's going to be 144,000 Apostle Paul, 144,000 anointed Jews that have been sealed with the Holy Spirit that is blameless for the throne of God. Yeah, they're going to tell the world that this Christ has been gone for two thousand years. Is generated to come back to set up the millennial kingdom. But before the millennial kingdom set up, John, John the Revelator said in the ninth verse: After this, I beheld a low, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne of God. And before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hand. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and into the Lamb. And all the angels stood around and about the throne and about the elders. And the four beasts fell on the before the throne, on their faces, worshiping God, saying, Amen. Blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes and whence came they? 13 verse, the elders asked a question, saying unto me, What are these? What are these? What are these numbers that no man can number? What are these numbers that uh, 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 all kindreds and peoples and tongues uh, stood before the throne of God? Where did they come from and who are they? And John says, and one of the others asked him, saying unto me, what are these which are arrayed in white robes? They There is robes and white robes, meaning they they are the ones that have been redeemed from the earth during the first part of the tribulation period. These are the ones that got saved during the ministry of the 144,000. These are the ones that accepted Jesus Christ in the Jewish nation and in the Gentile nation that accept Jesus Christ. And he said unto me, sir, you know, and he said unto me, these are they which came out of great tribulation. And have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Lord, thank you, Jesus. These are the tribulation saints that got saved after the rapture. They received Christ through the preaching of the 144,000 for three and one half years. They came to Christ. From every continent, from every island, they accepted Jesus Christ. From Africa, from South America, from United States, from Mexico, from Brazil, from Russia, from Afghanistan, from Turkey, from Iran, from Iraq, all nations will come out from amongst the nation, and accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And when they accept their personal Savior, they will be dressed with white robes. In other words, they will have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, and their robes will be made white. What robe? The soul. The soul is a robe of my soul. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit that's in me is going to be washed in the blood of the Lamb, and it's going to make their soul whiter as robes. And they are going to have to go through the latter part of the last three and one half years of the tribulation period. And during the last part of the tribulation period, there's going to be a great holocaust. And the holocaust will be that they will be slain for the word of God, the Jewish nation will go through another holocaust. And the tribulation saints will go through a holocaust where Satan will try to kill every Christian on the planet, but he won't be able to do it. But they are going to suffer a great slaughtering of Christians and Jews during the latter part of the three and one-half years, which is called time of Jacob's trouble. And Jacob's trouble represent the time that Jacob was chased by Esau and Esau was gonna wipe his whole family out until God intervened. And when he intervened, they tell me Esau made peace with Jacob and they was reconciled. And so Jacob was not destroyed by Esau. And when Jesus Christ get ready to come back three years before the three and one and half years are over, Israel' going to go through a similar problem of Jacob's trouble where Satan will be trying to eliminate God's people, and that will be Jerusalem, Israel, and the Hebrew race. He would try to destroy, but God is going to take a remnant and hide them in a place called Petra and send them and hide them for three and one half years so Satan can't get them. But those that are left in Jerusalem will die. 7,000 will die in Jerusalem in the latter part. And it will be horrific. It will be guillotine time. It will be beheading. It will be slaughtering. It will be bloodshed all over Jerusalem. And to tell me the blood is going to get so high up to a horse's bridle. Woo over a square two hundred miles square. Blood is gonna be in the Valley of Megiddo. Megiddo is the Valley in which Jesus Christ will come back at the Battle of Armageddon. So the seven-year tribulation period will last for seven years. The Antichrist will rule the world for seven years. And after the hundred forty-four thousand get through with their ministry, God is going to redeem them from the earth and bring them up on Zion Hill. That's heaven. When He bring them up on Zion Hill, they're going to follow the Lord everywhere He goes. When we in heaven, Ooh, everywhere, Ooh, everywhere Christ goes in heaven, He's going to be. They're going to be following Him. And after the hundred forty-four thousand. Redeemed from the earth God is going to send two witnesses And these two witnesses Will have power To shut up heaven For three and one half years from rain And have power to bring Plagues up on the earth For three and one half years Up on the wickedness That's going to occur on the planet These two witnesses Is found in the book of Zechariah Found in the book Of Matthew 17 chapter, found in the book of Revelation. And these two witnesses have power to shut up heaven and bring, stop rain for three and one and a half years and bring plagues. Who are the two witnesses? The two witnesses is Elijah and Moses. These are the only two men, the only two men that have been Witnesses to Israel No other prophets Have been a witness to Israel Like Moses and Elijah Moses brought the children out of Moses brought the children out of Egypt And brought them to the land Flowing with milk and honey And he didn't finish his ministry Because he had disobeyed God And by him disobeying God He came to the foothill Of the Jordan River, and saw the land of Canaan. And the Lord said, I'm not going to let you go over. I'm going to bury you at the foot of Mount Nebo. And then you got Elijah that brought a great revival during his time against Jezebel. There was a great revival during the time of Jezebel because Jezebel had took Israel into idolatry, and Elijah was a dynamite, dynamite brother. He went on top of the mount of Carmel and stood before the prophets of Baal and told them, "Halt be- between two opinions. Let's have a contest, a big contest, a contest so you can recognize who the God of Israel is." And Jezebel had brainwashed those 850 false prophets, had turned them against Jehovah. And Elijah got up on top of the mountain and said, now you build an altar. When you build that altar, I want you to call on your God and see if he answered. And I don't know what time they got up in the morning, but I believe they got up there about 9 o'clock. About 9 o'clock they got up and they built an altar and they put a calf on it and they danced all day long. They danced, I believe, at least six or seven hours. And they got so they got so frantic with it, they start cutting themselves and beating themselves and crying out, oh bail, oh bail, oh bail, oh bail, oh bail, hear us, hear us. They cried out and cried out and cried out until Elijah stood on the side post and laughed at him, said, hey, where's your God? Is he sitting? Is he pursuing? In other words, is he sitting on the toilet? Did he go to sleep? And did he take a vacation? Where is he? And they cried until 1 o'clock. They cried until 2 o'clock. They cried until 3 o'clock. And they couldn't get no answer until Elijah said, stop it. Tear down that altar. And rebuild the altar. And rebuild it so that you can dig a trench around the altar. A deep trench. Go down by the Mediterranean Sea and get four barrels of water. And pull the four barrel of water over the altar, and then go down and get another full barrel and pull on the altar. And I'm going to show you that the God of Israel is the God of the universe. And Elijah, powerful man, a powerful man, a powerful prophet. Moses was a powerful prophet. And Elijah was caught up in the fair charity. He did not finish his ministry. And so now God gives these two men the opportunity to finish the two ministries. Moses will finish his, and Elijah will finish his. And when God sends Moses and Elijah back and put them in Jerusalem, they are going to preach for the last three and one half years. And the last three and one half years is going to be hell on earth. These people are going to hear two ancient prophets, 2020, whatever year he comes in, might be 2030. He's going to be preaching for another three and one half years that Jesus Christ is coming back to set up his millennial kingdom, and he's going to rule it with a rod of iron, and it's going to make the whole world angry and mad. It's going to be on every TV set you can pick up, every Internet, every YouTube, every TikTok, and it's going to be around the world. Everybody's going to be a witness. That's why Jesus Christ said the end will not come. Jesus Christ will not step on this earth until the gospel is preached to all the world. And it's going to be preached by 144,000. It's going to be preached by Moses and Elijah. It's going to be preached by angels. Three angels are going to preach it until everybody hear it and when everybody hear it and then the end. And the end can't come until the gospel is preached to. And now we're in preparation for the gospel to be preached to the ends of the world starting with October the 7th, 2023. My friends, my loved ones, my fellow brothers, October the 7th is the start and the beginning of the end. The war that's going on right now Right now, we're not stop until the end of the tribulation period. The Gentile nations are not going to stop fighting against Israel until Jesus Christ comes back to this earth. But there's going to be a semi-peace in between to deceive the people. From October seventh to October seventh of two thousand and twenty-four, there's going to be war every month. Every month up to next October, there's going to be war in the land of Israel. At the same time, when the wars over the, it's going to affect the whole world: the political system, the financial system, and the religious system. The economical system, the religious system, and the political system. It's going to be affected. Gas prices are going to go up. People are going to go, Woo! It's going to be hell on earth with heaven in the midst of it because Jesus Christ is still going to be preached until the end of the tribulation period. So all these wars that you see, Hamas and Hezbollah, And 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 all this gonna roll up all the way up until the rapture of the church. And the rapture of the church will be all born again, blood washed, sanctified justified believers that have accepted Jesus Christ as a personal Savior and denomination does not have nothing to do with your salvation. It's the blood of Jesus Christ that brought salvation once and for all. And if you don't come to the cross, then you are going to be left here to go through the tribulation period. And if you don't know the book of Revelation and know what's going on, you most likely will be deceived because before the anti Christ can bring the guillotine and bring all the murder he first has to have the 144,000 has to preach the gospel so what you're saying preacher I'm saying that this is the last day in 2023 and since this is the last day you better check yourself you better check your soul Don't worry about what's going on because it's going to go on. We're headed for the rapture. That's what we're headed for. So from January 2024 to October the 7th, 2024, every month there's going to be a war-torn Jerusalem trying to get the Jews out of Jerusalem and it ain't going to happen because God is going to intervene and Israel going to get to victory. Israel going to get to victory. Why? Because the Lord said, I will defend my people. I will defend Jerusalem. The, the Lord said, that's my home. That's why I was born. That's why I was raised. That's why I did miracles. That's why I... Shed my blood on Mount Calvary. That's why I died. That's why I was put in the grave. That's why I was resurrected. That's my home and no demons in hell is going to destroy my people or my birthplace. I'm going to protect Jerusalem like a mother protects her child. And guess what? There's going to be battle after battle. And after the battle is over, Israel is going to have a semi peace and this semi peace will be brought forth at the close at the close of 2024 something got to happen because this war that started in October the 7th is going to end up with world war 3 World War III will be the focal point of the rapture. World War III will be brought forth by a country called in the Bible, Gog and Magog, Meshech and Tubal, the nation of Russia. After the nations of the world find out that the Palestinians, the Hezbollah, the, the Hamas could not defeat Jerusalem, could not bomb, could not tear Jerusalem up, they are going to plot. Russia is going to plot, come down and invade Israel. But they can't do it as long as America is the number one power. They can't do it. And when they do do it, America will not be able to help them because Russia cannot invade Jerusalem until the rapture. They cannot invade because when the rapture occurs, all the Christians in America, all the Christians around the world will be evacuated and America will become a third world country. They won't be able to function with a mighty military. The economy is going to collapse. The religious world is going to join up with the world church. More people are going to be worshiping the Antichrist than ever in human history. They're going to be worshipping him. They're going to believe that this Antichrist that's going to sign this peace treaty with the Jewish people is the true Christ when he is not the true Christ. And the Antichrist are going to do miracles on top of miracles. He's going to do miracles that will fool those that love lies. This Antichrist is going to do one thing that's going to shock the world, even the cause of hell, and heaven's going to look down and say, this is what he's trying to do, and that is the devil is going to do a miracle similar like the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was hung on the cross, died, rose again within three days. The Antichrist is going to do a similar fake, phony, part resurrection because the Antichrist is going to be assassinated in the middle of the tribulation period with a deadly wound to the head that's found in the 13th chapter of Revelation. And the deadly wound was healed. After the deadly wound was healed, the Antichrist gets up from the grave, because Satan is going to be cast out of heaven in the 12th chapter of Revelation, and when he's cast out of heaven, he's coming down, with UFOs, he's coming down with Nephilim, he's coming down with Entity, he's coming down with Baphomet. he's coming down with Luciferians. he's coming down with every foul, wicked spirit that he can muster up, and that's all of them, that's a million, I don't know a billion of them, is going to what? Infiltrate the earth, and it, uh, there's going to be an invasion from hell, uh, from hell and this is going to be dynamic. This is going to be Satan being resurrected from the dead after he's been dead for three days and three nights, and the world will say, who is like the beast? Who is able to stand against him? Who is able to defeat him? And nobody on the planet will be able to defeat him, but there's one man that comes from glory, and that one man is the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and he's going to defeat him at the second coming of Jesus Christ, at the Battle of Armageddon, and he's going to wipe out the whole clan. And he's going to have power to bring AI on, artificial intelligence. He's going to set up a statue in the temple that's called abomination and destillation. When he set that up, he's going to cause all those rich and poor, bond and free, black and white, yellow and green, ugly and pretty, he's going to give them a number that they have to receive on their hands or on the back of their forehead to what? To do what? To do what? Otherwise, they won't be able to buy and sell. You won't be able to buy a nickel. You won't be able to buy nothing unless you receive the mark of the beast in the middle of the tribulation period. All those that receive the mark of the beast, guess what? If they receive that mark, if they receive that computer chip that's going to put, be put in your hand on your forehead, once you get that computer chip, once you get that computer chip in your hand, guess what? You are damned forever. You are damned forever. You are going to hell and you can't repent. Why? Because you have sold your soul to Satan. You have given up your birthright to Satan instead of giving your birthright to Jesus Christ because he wants you to be born again through his shed blood. And if you give up your birthright, you have an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ and you reject it by receiving this mark on your hand or over your forehead just to get a plate of beans, just to go to the bank, just to have operation to work with the economy and do whatever you want in your place. Yes, you'll be having liberty to buy and sell, but your soul, your soul, Your soul, your soul will be damned forever. Don't let it be. Don't let it happen. Jesus Christ is coming back. He's coming back to get a church without a spot or wrinkle. False ministers, false prophets, false prophetess. Those that have a form of garland but no power. The liar, the backbiter, the whoremonger, the church goer—just go to church all the time. Never accepted Jesus Christ. Those that do good, there's some people that don't know Jesus Christ do good things, but do, your goodness, good school do a good thing. It get you to heaven. You must be born again. Your works cannot get you to heaven. Your works cannot change your soul, your heart, your mind. It's only the blood of Jesus Christ. And the world today believes because I go to church, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't commit adultery. Yeah, you don't sin some way. And if you haven't received Christ as your personal Savior, as Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and been born again, sanctified, redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, and crying out to God for salvation and you don't receive salvation, you're going to die and go to hell. After you don't hear the gospel, after you don't see what Jesus Christ did on Calvary's cross, after you don't hear the songs about the cross, you don't hear men talk about the cross, the shed blood. You don't hear men preach how he stayed in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights and got up on the third day morning with all power. In heaven and earth, in his hands, you don't heard that, you don't seen that, and yet and still you rejected, you got to pay. You got to pay for your own sin. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm paying for my own sins. No way, Jose. I'm not paying for my own sins. I can't pay for my own sin. The only way I can pay, pay for my own sins is that is die and go to hell. And burn in hell Well, I'm going to have to pay for my sins forever And I ain't going to pay for my sins forever Why? Because Jesus Christ The son of the living God Made A substitute for me Gave up his only son Let him be mutilated Crucified Emulsified in whipping and beating and spitting and crown of thorns on his hand, pierced side, nails in his wrist, nails uh, uh, in his feet, hung for six long hours, every bone out of joint. Gave up the ghost and said, it is finished. Went down to the bowels of hell and bust hell open. Took the keys of death and hell from Satan, said, now I got all power, all power. In heaven and earth, I can save you to the utmost. I can save you and keep you forevermore so you don't have to die and go to hell. Yeah, don't go to hell, sister. Don't go to hell, brother. If you listen to me on your radio, don't go to hell. I'm crying out to you. Come to Jesus Christ. I know what I'm talking about. I've experienced the power of God in my life. I've been holding this gospel up for 58 years. I've been preaching everywhere I go. I've been preaching nothing but save Jesus and him crucified. I've been preaching sanctification set apart from sin. Justification, just as i never sinned before. Woo, I've been preaching until... tell you the truth. I've been over and over and over and over and over this for 58 years. And I want to let you know God is my witness. And I'm going to have to stand before the judgment seat one day. I'm going to have to give an account of my preaching. I'm going to have to give an account of my living. I'm going to have to give an account of everything that I've done in this body whether it's good or evil. But one thing I do know, I'm going to be at the judgment seat of Christ so I can get my rewards. So I can get my rewards. There's five crowns that you can receive at the judgment seat of Christ. And I'm begging you. I'm pleading to you. I'm crying out to you. I'm wooing you. I'm I'm, I'm in a position now that, Burdens of souls is on my heart every day. Every day. I don't want you to go to hell. I don't care. I don't care what the devil say. You don't have to go. Christ made a way that was impossible for angels to do. Impossible for cherubims to do. Impossible for seraphim to do, impossible for the patriarchs to do, such as Joel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Moses, Elijah, Malachi, Hosea, Amos, Nahum. It was impossible for Jonah. It was impossible for David. It was impossible for all the human race and all the righteous men and all the wicked men that died. It was impossible for them to go to the cross and hang for six long hours, bleed and die and drop their head between the blocks of their shoulder and go down to the bowels of hell and come up on their own power. It's impossible. But here comes Jesus. God's son, God's emancipator, God's redeemer, God's Rose of Share in Lydia the valley, God doctor, the great physician, the counselor, the almighty God, the God creator, the God delivering exodus. He's a number counting in numbers. He's a second law in Deuteronomy. Yes, he is. He's all in all. He's the one that came from Edom, with God and soon. Ah, the speaking of righteous and mighty to save. I want to let you know this afternoon. Please tell somebody. I'll be back home next week. I don't, I'll be back home next week, and I'm gonna get me a phone. Just what I'm planning to do. God is giving me, put in my spirit. I'm gonna get another phone, and I'm gonna have that phone open after i get off the line i want anybody that wants to call me and i'll give them five minutes to ask me one question that's bothering them about this return of jesus christ and about salvation i'm going to tell you exactly what salvation is because i have salvation i have real salvation and it comes only from Jesus Christ, nobody else. I didn't work for it. I didn't roll down a mountain for it. I didn't jump off a cliff for it. I asked for it, and I wanted it bad. I wanted it bad like a baby needs wants his mother. I wanted it bad like a girlfriend, woo wanted her boyfriend. I wanted bad, Jesus Christ, came into my life at nine years old. And he called me into the ministry at the age of 21. And I've been with him a long time. And I know that I know that I know that I know he'll take care of you. And I was a sinner, but he saved me. And after I was saved, I ain't going to say I didn't sin. I did sin. But the Bible said confess your sins. To him, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. So can a Christian sin? Yes. But a Christian does not practice sin. A Christian does not do wrong things willfully and don't have no regret or repentance about it. If you're a sinner and you're sinning and you're sinning and you don't feel sorry, you don't feel convicted, you don't feel sorry that you have sinned against a holy God, Oh Lord. A holy God, a God so holy that the moon and stars is impure to His sight. A righteous God, a loving God, a just God, a God that loves you so much that He gave all that He had. God cannot reach back into eternity and bring out another Savior. He can't. He can't love you more. He loves you more than eternity, and he is eternity. He loves you more than eternity. And he don't want to see you die and go to hell and burn forever because of your own sins. That's why he took them. Why don't you come to the Lord Jesus Christ right now? There's an old song that says, Come to Jesus, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus just now, just now. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus just now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you just now, just now. He will save you. He will save you just now. He loves you. He wants to redeem your soul. You only got one soul. Don't don't be lost. Don't be lost, please. Do as apostle Paul said, do And what did Apostle Paul say do? Apostle Paul says in Romans 10 and 9. In Romans 10 and 9, he said That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There is no other name given unto heaven whereby man can be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Nobody but Christ. Not Buddha, not Shintoism, not Baptists, no other name, no other entity, no other God, than the God of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is able to save you. Because one day, one day, one day, one hour, one minute, there's going to come a time where every knee is going to bow down and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God This is Elder G. Bazaar Coming to you from Warren, Ohio Going on down in Atlanta, Georgia This is block Talk radio This is what? It's getting ready for rapture time we are getting ready for the rapture God is so merciful You know what God's going to do? Let me tell you what God's going to do God's going to go all the way through 24 And let the world witness What's going over there in Jerusalem to give the world a warning that he's getting ready to take the church out of here. That's a warning to the church, a warning to the world, a warning to the backslider. He's getting ready to take the church out of here. The next 12 months will be war-torn months in Jerusalem. And by going so long, it's going to affect like I said, the economy is going to affect every human being up on the planet. That people may be able to call out on the name of the Lord. The Bible says, thou shalt be saved. If you just call out to him, if you just see what's going on in the world today, people are slaughtering each other and Raping each other, killing each other, and selling babies, and selling body parts, and porno, and homosexuality, and lesbianism and uh, uh, sodoms, and all this is sickening. But if you want to come and be delivered out of this, you've got to call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in a repentant spirit and say, Lord, save my soul from sin, death, hell, and the grave. This is Elder B. Bazaar, coming to you from Warren, Ohio, down there in, what, Atlanta, Georgia? And giving honor to my colleagues, which is in Lubbock, Texas. Hope to be with me back pretty soon. We're going to be talking about this war in Jerusalem and talking about the return and the rebuilding of the temple and the abomination of desolation. And we're going to be talking about everything that I've went over for the last 58 years. I'd have been over this over and over again for 58 years, and I know what the Bible said, and I know what I'm talking about. And let me tell you something. I ain't, talk, I ain't thinking about money. I ain't thinking about trying to make a name for myself. I ain't thinking about nothing but Jesus Christ and what he has called me to do in his last and evil day. And I want to let you know God loves you, and Brother Bazaar loves you. Brother Bazaar loves you. You just don't know how much. And I'm I'm loving you and I'm showing you my love by preaching the gospel to you. I'm talking about the unadulterated word of God. No shimming and no shaming. No hanky panky. It's just straight out. I want you to give your life to Christ. And get off of all this old stuff. You send me money. I give you a blessing. No, God is already to bless you. He blessed you to get up this morning. In your right mind, able to move your limbs. Thank you for that. That's what I want to hear. Thank you for that. You don't have to have a whole lot of money to be happy. If you got Jesus, you got enough. You got enough. I got Jesus, that got enough. This early stuff, this earthly stuff, materialistic stuff, you're going to pass away. The only thing you're going to stand is the word of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word, my word, my word, my word abides forever. That's what I want. And whoever abides in Jesus Christ will abide forever. This is Elder G. Bazaar. I love you out there. Y'all have a happy new year. Have a blessed new year. Have a wonderful new year. And I'll be back next week. Gather your friends around. Let them know I'm still on. We're getting ready for the what? We're getting ready for the... In run. The next 12 months, I'm going to be running, running for my life. I want to tell everybody that I got somebody to tell you about somebody. And that somebody that covers everybody is Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for the word this evening. We thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. We ask you to bless right now those that here. Stir up our hearts. Stir up our minds. Stir up what's going on in the world today to see what's getting ready to happen. And we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for giving us a warning. And the warning is the next 12 months is a warning to the world to get ready for the great trumpets to sound. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I feel good. I feel good.